Hi there, my name is Anna Michelle Gomu and you are listening to the podcast where we take our time to seek God in His Word each day. We're currently on a Bible in your challenge reading through the entire Bible in 365 days from Genesis to Revelations. And I'm glad you decided to join us today because it's gonna be great. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay listening. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is day 175 of our Bible in Year Challenge. And you're welcome back on another amazing episode in this journey. Today we're looking at the books of 2 Kings, Hosea, and also praying along with Psalms. First things first, from 2 Kings, we read this outstanding story about Naaman. So Naaman is the army commander in Syria. He has everything that anyone could ever dream of. He has affluence. He has influence, he has wealth, he has riches, he has authority and power, but he also has a disease. And this brings to mind the fact that our lives here on earth is so fragile, that we can be working for years to reach a certain goal. We can be working for years to get to a certain point or to get to a certain financial stability in life, only for us to get there and find out that our lives could be over. In a second. And I think we got a glimpse of this when we we're looking at the books of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. And this is another reminder that without God, your life here is meaningless. Naaman is about to find that out because then he hears of the prophet Elijah through one of the slave, Jewish slave girls in his household. And this brings me to my second point. So you have this Jewish slave girl in his household. And for her to be there, it means that she was captured from her hometown which is from Israel. But even despite the fact that she is living under the roof of a foreigner, probably under the roof of somebody that took her from her family, from her people, from everything she ever knew, she was still willing to offer help to him. She was still willing to share the goodness and the healing of her God to him, with him. And this should remind us of the fact that we are called to share this good news with everyone else despite religion despite race despite tribal ethnicity the good news the good news of our salvation the testimony that we've been given by the resurrection of jesus has no bounds and knows no limits and as people of god who have been taxed with bringing this good news to everyone and to everywhere nothing should hinder us from sharing God's love with others, not even our feelings about them, not even enmity, not even arguments or debates should ever prevent us from sharing the beautiful story about God's love and God's healing and God's power to others. So anyways, Naaman goes all the way to meet Prophet Elisha and he tells him to go into the Jordan River, dip himself seven times and he'll be whole. And we're told that Naaman is pretty angry because he's like what exactly is special about this river i thought he was going to do some rituals some philanthropic sacrifices something you know something that seems powerful i mean and then i come all the way here and it's telling me to just go dip myself in seven seven times in the jordan river like there aren't any rivers in syria and then he's later advised by his servants to just obey because i mean this is an easy task if they gave him something harder he would have done that so why not do something easier and then he does it and he's made whole and this just reminded me so much about how we act we act so similar to this sometimes 
when we are in prayer, right? And we, we just, we say we want to feel God's presence. We want to hear God. I don't know if you're anything like me, that might mean you want to feel, you want to actually feel God. Like you feel the wind, you know, you want to have that divine encounter with God, like the kind that we read about when we look at the stories of Moses, of Joshua and of Elijah. You know, you, we want the grand opening. We want the grand stage. But the thing is that God comes to us in simple ways. God expresses his power, his healing and his love for us in the simplest of ways. And if we're too intent or if we're too focused on the flamboyant ways or on the exaggerated ways, we might miss out in the little ways that God is revealing himself to us. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to necessarily feel it. You don't have to hear thunder and see lightning bolts to know that God's presence is with you 247. We can be rest assured because God said in his word that he will never leave us to the end of the age. And so whether or not you can see God, I don't know if there's any way that can see God, but even if you can or if you can't, whether or not you can feel God in quotes, whether or not you can hear God in quotes, God is with you. And that is a truth that would never cease to exist. And also sometimes we might we might question certain things that happen in our lives. You know, when we go to God in prayer, probably we've done something wrong. We're seeking for forgiveness and mercy. And then we're told that when we go to God in prayer with a repentant heart, asking for mercy, he is going to forgive us our sins. And sometimes that might feel too easy. I think I've said this before, that because it feels too easy, it sounds too easy. It takes us a while to believe it. Because as humans, we're used to, you know, if you want something big, you have to put in something big. And when we compare that to who God is, that our sins over the course of the years, our addictions, our wrongdoings for 20, 30, 40 years could be wiped out in just a five-second prayer, that might seem very hard for us to comprehend. But one thing we should know also is that faith is what is important. Faith that God's power and God's love is greater than our sins is what gives us or is what makes us enables us to give god the controls is what enables us to open the door for god to show who he is to us and prove himself to us and that is that is so beautiful anyways speaking about god's love and mercy for us we are moving into the book of hosea which is the book of the prophet hosea who was sent to prophesy to the people of israel so some prophets might uh, speak the mind of God or might prophesy or might tell people um, of what God is saying through their words. Some might do that through their actions. Hosea does that through both, through words and actions. And we're told that God tells him today to go marry a prostitute. The prostitute has three children for Hosea, which, with each given a symbolic name. And so the marriage of Hosea with the prostitute was to compare or to give an example of God's marriage to the Israelites. And the essence of what we've read today from chapters 1 to 3 is that the Israelites have sinned. They have turned away. They have gone to other idols. They have forsaken God who gave them freedom from the people of Egypt and established them in this land. They've forsaken God who always gave them victory in all of their wars. In the bad times, God was with them. But in the good times, they gave sacrifices to these other idols and give their attention to these other gods. 
And God is angry and says that he would no longer be their God. They would no longer be his people. He will no longer show them mercy. But the beauty of the story is that at the end, God says that he would turn the hearts of the people back to him. And he will show them that his love is eternal. One of the very beautiful Psalms I love reading. It's like a repetitive psalm. And then after each line, the end, the next line is, his love is eternal. I can't remember the exact psalm, but it goes like that. So like there is this line, you read this line, and then the next line is, his love is eternal. And it goes down for like about 13, 20 verses. And the main point is God's love is eternal. And that is so amazing that we have a God that his love encompasses all our weaknesses and all our sins because his love for us is so strong that he wants us to come back to him. And essentially, how does God plan to do this? He says that he is going to strip the Israelites naked. He is going to make sure they see that they need him. He's going to make sure that we see that we only need him. And this is us because we have fallen. We keep on falling every single time. And God tries to draw us back, tries to bring us back. Sometimes we're stubborn and we want to do things our own way. And one of the ways God uses to bring us back to him is to remove all of the things that make us comfortable enough to be away from him. Because it is only when we have nothing left, only when we see that there is really nothing left except God that we realize that everything that we are and everything that we can ever be is only possible or is only important or is only worthwhile when we're with God. I know I've experienced that so many times. Probably you might have too, or maybe you're going through that season or that phase as well, that you have been so confident in one part of your life, or maybe you've been so confident in your effort or in your abilities, or you've been so confident in another person and their abilities, or you've been so confident in this system or this structure that you think that that thing is what gives you stability, that thing is what gives you happiness, that thing is what gives you joy. And this thing, whatever it may be, has taken your mind off the fact that God is our strength. And what God does is that after a little while, those things begin to crumble until there's nothing left. And it is only until there's nothing left that we stubborn humans realize that it has been God all along. This has happened to me numerous times. In fact, what the major testimonies of my life happened at a time where nothing else worked. Everything I believed in, every person I believed in failed. And it was only God that was present and that always brings my mind to the fact that only God is ever going to love you through it all only God is ever going to be with you all through the step of the journey only God really understands you and knows where you're coming from and only God is strong and powerful enough to bring you out of your problems and give you peace that you so desperately need and God says this amazing thing, I think in chapter 3 of Hosea, he says that I will bring them back with words of love. One of the uh, very popular things we see online today is that girls want guys that give them words of affirmation. You know, girls want guys that always repeatedly say over and over again, I love you to them, or you're my world, or you're everything I need. You know, that just always helps 
us girls. <laughs> I mean, I'm also a girl. That always helps us to just know that we are loved and we are wanted. And here we have God, the God, the all-powerful being, saying that he's going to bring us back to him with words of love. Meaning as many times as you want to hear, as many times as you need to hear it, he's going to speak it to you that he loves you, that he has given up his body and his soul and his divinity for you that he is going to strike down nations because of you, that he is willing to come to you even in your sin and in your dearth and give you a new song. This is the God that says he's going to be giving you words of information every single day because he truly and sincerely loves you. And then God also promises that a time will come where the people of Israel will become his people. The people of Israel and the people of Judah will be united and he will be their God, and they will be his people. And so as we move on in our journey today, we realize that at the end, God wants us to be united in him and with him. And then when we look at Psalms 101, I'm just going to read a couple of verses from verses 2. It says, My conduct will be faultless. When will you come to me? I will live a pure life in my house and will never tolerate evil. I hate the actions of those who turn away from God. I will have nothing to do with them. I will not be dishonest and will have no dealings with evil. I will get rid of anyone who whispers evil things about someone else. I will not tolerate anyone who is proud or arrogant. And then when you read the entire Psalms, this is a Psalm of somebody who has dedicated their life to God and truly given themselves their entire being to the service of God. This is a person who has obediently accepted God as his God. And this is how we're supposed to be. This is the kind of promises, this is the kind of life we're supposed to live if we are to live up to the call of being tagged or being known or being called the people of God. And I hope today it's my prayer that God gives us the strength to continue to shed every excessive weight that is keeping us from loving him the way we should, that is keeping us from receiving his mercy, that is keeping us from coming back to him. Because sometimes we have acted like the harlot. We have turned to other idols. We have turned to other things to give us stability. But today God is reminding us that he only is our stability and we only need him. So I hope these words give you peace, gives you hope, and gives you joy. Thank you so much for tuning in today once again. I hope to see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Please do not forget to share, leave a review, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't. And I hope that you have an amazing day.